Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. As you know, on the final Friday of each and every month, we bestow our Lieutenant Jan McTurnan Blue Friday honor on a very, very deserving law enforcement officer, somebody from here in Central Virginia who has gone above and beyond, somebody who represents the best of the badge. And I've got to tell you that uh, our honoree for the month of November, and yes, we're going to bestow this a little bit before the the last Friday, but I don't want this story to get lost in all the excitement of Thanksgiving or Black Friday, so we've decided to do it a little bit early, is a member of the Richmond Police Department who has served with distinction for an awfully long time and is an inspiration to so many members of RPD, Sergeant Jean-Guy Lagoff. How close did I come, Sarge? You're perfect, perfect, oh. perfect on that. I'll say merveilleux. All right. Uh, can I go with Guffy? Yes, you can go with Guffy. Because it does seem that that it's is much easier. everybody knows you. Guffy, number one, thank you for coming in here today. Thank you for having me. Oh, I want to give you a little bit of background on, on why you are sitting in this chair. Uh, your career, obviously, with the Richmond Police Department is is heralded by so many people, and it's inspirational to so many people. But what you may or may not know is that you have received the most nominations of anybody that uh, we have honored on Blue Friday in the six, six and a half years that we've been doing this particular program. And they've come from your co-workers at the Richmond Police Department, as well as law enforcement personnel throughout Central Virginia. So you are, um, you're the holder of a record, and I, I appreciate you making time for us. Well, I appreciate that, and I appreciate everybody who's done that for me. Um, everybody's just been great, so... Uh, like I said, I'm overwhelmed by all the everything that everybody's done. Well, Guffy, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about your career. But I, I I would be remiss if I didn't point out that generally speaking, Jean Guy Legoff is not a name we're finding a lot here in Virginia, are we? No, no, <laughs> not at all. 
<laughs> so your origins north of the border. Yes, it is Canada. Yes, and you uh, you came to Richmond as soon as possible. No, we uh, we went to uh, Denver, Colorado. My my father was a uh, basically a miner, so we moved to Denver and then up into the mountains, and he mined up there. And then we lived there till I was twenty one years old. And uh, my father had passed away, so I ran uh, his business, which is a carpentry business, for a while. And then the big recession hit. Okay. So uh, it was hard to get our money. So I decided to go. My, my, my passion was aviation. Wow. So I went to aviation school and I wanted to ultimately become a pilot, but I ultimately became a mechanic. Okay. So I graduated uh, top of my class and uh, took a job down in... Uh, San Antonio, Texas, on, on Merlins, which are twin-engine turboprops. And then um, I got my own plane in Lubbock, Texas, which was a Metro, which is basically a long turboprop. And uh, we moved cargo for UPS. Wow. And then the military bought uh, that aircraft, and they named it a C-26. So I came out to Virginia, Richmond, Virginia, to the Air National Guard. They had purchased one, and I became the mechanic on that for like 10 years. And then uh, they gave that aircraft to the South America and, uh, for drug interdiction, and I didn't think that was a good idea to take my family down to South America for right. working on a drug interdiction <laughs> aircraft. So I went to work for the Army, worked on their shorts for two years, and started a side business uh, working on Harleys. Okay. And when I did that, um, a couple cops came in and uh, they were telling me about police work and, um, you know, and they just found it so interesting. And I have ADT, so I, I have a very short attention span. And I was like, wow, you guys do all this different stuff all the time. It just sounds awesome. And um, they kept trying to talk me out of being a cop. But um, I said, no, I really want to try this because I have a short attention span. <laughs> so I ended up going to the academy at, I think it was 35 years old, made it through the academy and uh, became a police officer. Wow. And uh, it's been one of the best experiences in my life. Um, it, it's incredible. Uh, the people are, they're awesome. Yeah. Uh, the work is, is awesome. It's fun helping people. It's uh, fun taking criminals to jail when they need to be taken to jail. Absolutely. Um, I did some decent arrests during my career uh, that I'm proud of. Um, do you mind? or No. What? In fact, I, I was oh. going to ask you a little bit about okay, uh, well, some of your activities. Tell us about them, Guffy. One of them was I had a partner, uh, Thomas McGovern, and uh, we were rookies. I think we were on the street a year and a half, two years and we always heard about Milton and Maryland, um, how bad it was. And that was, seeing as that we were rookies, they threw us into that section, which sure. was north side. And we heard about this uh, homicide that occurred, and it occurred during the day where a drug dealer, Shannon Williams, I believe his name was, sorry, my mind's all over the place, uh, had uh, murdered three individuals in broad daylight. And uh, nobody was willing to testify because just how violent he was. Right. Matter of fact, they uh, they gave him alibis. Okay. So one night, and this is like two years later, because he's been out on the street for two years because nobody will testify. Uh, I see a car that's got a courtesy light out. And I'm, do you remember courtesy lights? 
Some people don't know what they are. So, <laughs> but back in the day, you, you all the lights had to work, and this yeah. I saw a courtesy light out. Yep. So I, me and McGovern, we lit it up, got behind it, and uh, he goes and pulls into a street, pulls into a parking spot, which which is odd. That tells me he's either suspended or he's got something going on because right. he's parking the car, so we can't take it. That's right. Then he gets out of the car, looks directly at us, and he's got something looks appears to be a cigar box in his hand, and uh, and a bl- and he's smoking a blunt. We keep telling him to get back in the car, and then it starts to turn into a felony traffic stop. And he just looks right at us, and then boom, gone. <clears throat> so me and McGovern, we start chasing him, and um, McGovern's ahead of me, and I'm right behind McGovern, and McGovern gets an arm out because he was a big, he's a big dude, and he finally grabs part of his shirt. Well, as he does that, the guy takes that cigar box and throws it, and then the next two steps are in somebody's garden into their chicken wire. So both me and McGovern fall down. Right. So then we get back up. We come around the corner, and we hear a door slam, but we don't know what house it is, so we can't go banging on the doors and trying to enter the house, try to find this guy. So we go back to the car, get all of his uh, information, and he had all of his information in there. So we ended up, and then we went back and got the scar box, and it ended up having 268 grams of crack cocaine in it. So we go enter that into property, enter everything in there. That's his property. And we're on midnight shift. And uh, it was like 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning. We start getting phone calls from the FBI, the DEA, from everybody. Hey, did you get Shannon Williams last night? I'm like, no, we didn't get him, but we got his crack cocaine. And they're like, Wow, you know, they're just, they're going crazy. And we're like, what did we do? We didn't even know what we did. <laughs> right. I mean, we just knew this. we got this guy in his crack. Well, with that 268 grams of crack cocaine that we got off this guy, they were able to get federal detainers on him, put him in, and then go get grand jury indictments on all the people that were witnesses. And then they started to finally talk. Wow. So then we were able to take him to court, federal court, and able to, you know, get it well i think it was three or four life sentences for him so you know we fell into it it's not like great police work but it's something i'm proud of because we i think it ended up going to supreme court because of the courtesy light Wow. we had to have people come in and testify no that courtesy light had to be on it's a good stop right uh, all that so that was like you know uh really cool to be a rookie and and get something like that because everybody came to us that worked that area and said do you know who you got do you realize who you got (laughs) and we had no and they said well you're lucky you didn't catch him because he probably would have shot you so i'm like well that's good that's That's a good thing (laughs) so we were uh really really lucky all the way around that night well you know it's always interesting to me when i hear uh Great cops, and and you're in that category, my friend. And it's always the well, it wasn't really good police work. Oh, I kind of fell into it. it. It was good police work, and you guys both deserve credit uh, for getting a, a a true bad guy off the streets, keeping him off the streets. Uh, it's tough though if you're doing that as a rookie with a year or year and a half on the streets. How on earth do you surpass that throughout your career? Well, uh, I kind of got into the drug work yeah. and. Um, me and McGovern, like on a Sunday when it was slow, we would go find a drug dealer, and then we found another one that was, I mean, he had uh, yards and yards of um, no-processed arrests. Mm-hmm. So I made him uh, a project. Right. So uh, me and McGovern would go on Sunday. McGovern would drop me off. I would walk into a backyard that had a wooden fence. I'd take my 
hope nobody will charge me for this, but I'd take my drill and I'd drill a hole through the fence so I could watch the drug dealer on the porch. <clears throat> and then I could watch all the other, his little little spies walking around. Yeah. And, and that's what they did back in the day without cell phones. And walking around, walking around, and me and McGovern eventually uh, ended up getting that guy because we would, I would watch him, and then McGovern would come pick me up three or four hours later when we get a call because Sundays were slow. And then one day, I remember, I'll never forget because I had a dinner date with my wife, and I told McGovern, let's roll back down Delaware because I know where he's, he's, he's uh, putting the drugs. Right. So we roll back down Delaware, and I'm flying down there. I slam the brakes on, <clears throat> and there he is. And he starts to run around the house, and McGovern jumps out the passenger side, goes around the house, and I see him take out another box and a scale and, and place it in part of the foundation of the house. So then I roll back around with the car, because McGovern's chasing him, and then I'm getting him stopped with the car. We block him in, and we arrest him. And he's like, you'll never make this stick, because he's never had anything stick. He had a good attorney. Well, anyway, we end up going to federal court, which is an awesome court because they use common sense in that court. <laughs> and um, I'll never forget, it was like six pages. The judge was writing everything down. We were like six pages into my uh, testimony, and his attorney said something, and then the judge would like roll back, and he goes, nope, that's not what the officer said. He said this. Well, And I was like, wow, this is awesome. Anyway, he ended up, we ended up getting the charges, and he ended up going to you know Red Onion for eight years for the drug charges. So we were able to pin something on this guy because he was very dangerous. He'd shoot at people and stuff. And, like, again, it was just, like, we just enjoy doing stuff like that. Of course. Well, this is what motivates great cops. There's a desire to help. There's that desire to serve. And uh, Sergeant Jean-Guy Lagaffe is joining us from the Richmond Police Department. He is the uh, November recipient of our Lieutenant Jam McTurnan Blue Friday honor. Now, you have uh, spent quite a bit of time in the SWAT unit. I mean, this is, yes. I heard a lot from a lot of folks. Uh, give us an idea. When, when did you make that transition into SWAT and what are some of the things you've been doing there? Well, I made that transition in uh, 2003. It's something I, I wanted to do. I wanted to be part of uh, a team. I wanted to be part of a, a brotherhood. Sure. And uh, that's what the SWAT team is. So I've been on it since 2003, which is basically, I like to tell my wife and my son and my friends, you know, that's a third of my life. Yeah. And I've enjoyed every minute of it, every second of it, because it's it's. It's such an incredible feeling to go into a house when you're searching for somebody or somebody that's violent and you have somebody, you know, in, at your back that's got your back yeah. and you can trust them um, because we train a lot. We train hard and uh, it, it's it's part of my career that um, it, it's an incredible part of my career. I love that being on the SWAT team. Uh, it's It's really been the best part of my career in the police department. I've, I've done a lot of things, but being on the SWAT team and being on it this long is great. And then um, I think it was in May, I made uh, XO of the SWAT team. But then in July or June, end of June, I was diagnosed with uh, cancer. So uh, I become obviously weaker. Yeah. And uh, sorry. <laughs> um, the guys have let me be like, administrative XO, which means a lot to me because I'd like to make my 20. Yeah. Um, it's, the SWAT team's been, a, been awesome to me. My brother's been awesome to me. 
they've been to my house several times and helped us with yard work and Jill, my little buddy over there, has helped me with uh, yard work as well. And everybody's just been great. Uh, I I can't say enough about what everybody's done, um, but it's uh, it's something in my life. I'm glad I got to uh, experience. It's uh, like I said, it's to be on the SWAT team that long means a lot to me because I I don't know if you know, but it, like in 2010, uh, well. That little girl right there, uh, there was a house fire. And uh, she went into the house fire. And uh, I ended up going over there as well. And we ended up pulling a, uh, with uh, Dave's Lieutenant Narrows and a fire captain, a little old lady out. And uh, I got smoke inhalation. And mm. So did Jill. And they told me, you know, uh, your blood pressure is crazy, all this. And my lieutenant ordered me to go to the hospital. And I said, no, I'm going home to go to sleep because I'm tired. But I promise you I'll go. So I ended up going, and then I got a stress test. They found uh, uh, something that was didn't look right, so I ended up going in to get a uh, whatever they do. They go into your arteries. Anyway, I got some, I had some hundred percent blockages. Okay, and uh, they looked at me and looked at my Janelle, my wife, and said, "Well, you're not going home." So I ended up getting uh, four bypasses done, and uh, again, I didn't want to leave the SWAT team. I wasn't ready. And I'm never forget uh, Jody Blackwell, which was a major on the uh, Richmond Police Department and on the SWAT team. Said, "Guffy, don't worry about it. You know, you'll be our driver." And I'm like, "Well, that's great, Jody. Um, I appreciate that." But in the back of my head, I said, "No, I want to be operator again." And I worked very, very hard to get get back to that point physically and mentally, and I became an operator again. So again, now I got got this to deal with. So it's. It's not like I, you know, dealt with a couple of things. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the SWAT team's been great to me. And, you know, when Jody said that, that made me feel good. But I didn't want to be a driver. There's right. no such thing as a SWAT driver. Right. I wanted to be an operator again. But they had that opportunity out there for me. So that's how um, the SWAT team is, that they just take care of each other. And it's it's an awesome feeling. And uh, it's, it's something that... Uh, means the world to me and Janelle knows she doesn't you know sometimes she doesn't understand why I'm still on the team but it's just because it's part of my life and uh it's something I enjoy and I love the brotherhood that we have um that and but I would like to say another thing too is uh what I've done now for like the last well last 15 years but body worn cameras for the last since 2016 Jill um that has been very important to me because of being able to, for the public or anybody to see the videos of the, our officers, just like when we had that, uh, the shooting on mm-hmm. I-95. I know you mm-hmm. remember that. Absolutely. The uh, naked man that was yep. unarmed. Yep. And uh, I'll never forget, Jill called me on the phone and said, Sarge, you know, we had an officer-involved shooting. He just shot a unarmed you know, naked man. And I'm like, Oh my God, we're screwed. I didn't, I don't know if I can say it on the radio or not, but, um, we're in a bad way. And she says, no, you got to watch the video. And I watched the video and I was like, Oh my God, thank God we had the video. That's right. Because once you watch the video, it it makes total sense on what happened because, um, after I analyzed the uh, taser, because there's graphs that go with the taser, I could see at one point in time that, 
taser circuit was made at three seconds. So he got a full two seconds of being tased. Right. His knees buckled. He fell to the ground, but he got right back up, which tells me there's nothing that's going to stop this individual. Right. Because when the officer hit him in the shoulder, one probe hit him and the other probe was on the ground. So as he was backing up, trying to get you know distance from this individual, the uh, bottom probe wrapped around his foot. And because he was naked, he had no clothing on. That's when the circuit was made. So to me, that saved that officer's life and career from lawsuits and everything else. And right. I personally think it saved the city from burning because, you know, a naked, unarmed individual being shot by a police officer. Yeah. But when you see what he did on the, on the highway, gets hit by a car, does snow angels on pavement that's 120 degrees, the video explains everything. And me and Jill have been trying to push these videos out to everybody, turn your camera on so we can see what happened. The public can see what happened when it's necessary to show them because we don't show them everything. We'd be right. doing that all day long. Right. And most of it doesn't really matter. It's just the, those, the big things do like officer involved shootings and we've pushed and pushed that. And now we're pushing the T seven taser because it's, it's uh, better than X two. So, and that, We've had officers, as far as I'm concerned, whenever they use their taser, they were probably able to use lethal force. Right. And that's why, you know, we teach them you you can't pull your taser if you don't have lethal coverage. They all know that. Yeah. But it's saved several lives. And that is part of my career that I'm I'm proud of because uh, that's why we're wearing these sweatshirts because it says Guffy's Corner on the back. And I don't know if you know anything about that, but I used to do a little video thing. And um, I'm proud of it, but some people disagreed with it because I would kind of embarrass officers about not turning their camera on. And um, I got them to start turning their camera on because they didn't want to be on Guffy's Corner. But, you know, I put them on Guffy's Corner because, look, you did silly things and you should have turned it on. Right. You know, it's because uh, you never know what's going to happen. Right. And uh, you just want that view, that video to show the public to show everyone, hey, this is what really happened. And, you, you know, Guffy, that was one of the, the big discussions when there was the sort of the first conversations being had about body-worn cameras, right? There were, there were folks over here who I would describe as the sort of anti-cop crowd. We're like, we got you now. We're going to show all this bad stuff. We've been telling people for years. And cops who, quite frankly, look, we're, we're a unique breed, and I think we were, we were resistant to it for many reasons, especially the fact it was new, right? right? We don't like new. Uh, I was on the job. We had, we had uh, accident reports with carbon paper. Well, they're just fine. There's no reason for this, you know, computer stuff. What are you, crazy? So there was, there was opposition to those. And what we've seen throughout the years, as you've just pointed out, those body-worn cameras have saved the lives and the careers of countless law enforcement officers, yes. uh, uh, good upstanding citizens uh, who are or could have been injured, hurt, killed by any of the stuff that's going on. And those cops who said, look, I told you what I did, and here it is. And you're right, it, there's also... I mean, I hate to reduce this, but there's a monetary factor, right? So so cities and agencies and departments are not being sued because when you see that footage, you go, oh, okay, got it. And and so your work in that area uh, is just huge, Guffy. I mean, it 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 makes a difference. It it, it not just makes a difference today. Let me 
let me tell you, you were talking about the love you've got for your brothers on the SWAT team. And I, I, can, I can tell you, uh, they, they look to you and they think of you uh, as a brother. They love you with, with, with all of the hearts and souls that they can. And again, you and I both know we as cops have a tendency to be stoic and we're not emotional. Uh, these guys love you. And, and, and I, I don't think I've ever talked with, experienced this sort of reaction when I've chatted with a cop about a cop. So, I mean, you, you, you've touched so many people and inspired so many people, Guffy. You, you mentioned, uh, was it May? Yes. Uh, you, you, you get this cancer diagnosis. No, it, was, it was in June. June, I'm June. sorry, June. So in June, you, you find out you got another, another enemy. You got yes. somebody else you got to fight. Do you mind sharing some of what you've been through? Oh, not at all. Um, well, we got the diagnosis in June that I have, I can't pronounce it, maybe Janelle can, but it's basically, it's a liver cancer, bile duct cancer. It's at uh, stage four. It's uh, a very rare cancer, like 8,000 people get it. There's uh, basically a 2% recovery rate or making it through it right, whatever, however you want to say it. Yeah. Um, and I was, for, I think it was like almost through July, we never even asked. We weren't really concerned about what it was, what stage it was. And then finally we asked and we we're like, oh, damn. And then, uh, you know, the doctor, we asked him, so what's, what's the time? And uh, he said, uh, he spread his hands about three or four inches and then went about a foot wide. He says, I can't tell you. So he says, the best we can do is slow it down, try to shrink it, and uh, try to control it. So I went on chemotherapy, IV chemotherapy, and uh, the last eight weeks, I went through two CT scans. And basically, the main tumor has grown. Um, two more tumors have showed up. And now we're trying to get me on a different type of chemo um, that uh, basically uh, works on the receptor because they think it's a receptor problem, which just like turns it, on, turns it on and lets it do whatever it wants. Um, so that's where we're at now. And we've well, before we came here this morning, we finally got off the phone with my doctor because uh, the insurance company denied the uh, chemotherapy I was supposed to be getting that my doctor recommended. So then we had to get into a big old battle over this. And then, you know, uh, the insurance company says, no, we want them to take this. And I'm at the point I told my doctor, look, I don't care what I take. I just want to get back on something because it's been three weeks since I've gotten any chemotherapy. And, you know, knowing that it's growing and there's two more, you know, I'd like to try to slow it down. Um, so that's where we're at because, uh, you know, we were like, yeah, we'll pay, f we'll pay for it. And then the doctor told us this morning, yeah, it's $18,000 for two weeks and you're going to need about five months. I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's, whatever the insurance company wants, that's what I'm going to do because I, I don't want to leave my wife in debt. You know, that's just silly. So uh, we looked it up, we did some research, and it's basically about the same. So I'm just like, whatever the insurance company says, Doc, that's what I'm going to take. You know, I'm not going to leave everybody in debt over this garbage. Because you know how this uh, these drugs are so bloody expensive, it's insanity. 
So I'm happy about that. So hopefully in the next day or two, they'll be uh, giving me that prescription because this chemotherapy is a, it's a pill instead of an IV. Okay. So basically that's where we're at. Still optimistic that this will, will uh, slow it down, possibly stop it, hopefully shrink it. Right. Um, Cause I do have a lot of pain now in uh, my shoulders and now I'm starting to have pain in my chest. And I don't know if that's just because of the growth of the tumor. Cause uh, when we were first told, we were told it was the size of a grapefruit. So it's, it's a good size little guy inside of me. So, uh, that's basically where we're at. That's, uh, that's what we're dealing with now. And, um, like I said, I'm okay with it now that we've, we got that. So I'm right before coming to see you, it made us happy that, you know, at least, uh, my doctor's going to go with what the insurance company says. And I'm like, we can't afford $18,000 every two weeks. That's just insanity. Wow. So, uh, Hope you know I'm still going to have a payment on the the uh, drugs for uh, the insurance one because it's just because it's so expensive. So there'll be some kind of co-payment on that, but uh, we don't know what it is yet. But I really don't care. It's not going to be eighteen thousand dollars, so I'm happy about that. Um, so basically, that's where we're at with the uh, the cancer diagnosis. But um, like I said, with uh, somebody told me one day, you said, you know, you need to get. Uh, Get with a group and uh, so you could, you know, have people helping you and stuff. And I said, I have a group. It's like a thousand strong. You know, I have all of Richmond. I have state police. I have Chesterfield. I have Enrico. Those are my brothers and my sisters. And uh, they've all reached out. And that's uh, going to do it again. Dehydration time. Um, it's been uh, incredible. We're overwhelmed because, you know, uh, one of my best friends and Jill started me a GoFundMe account. And it's it's really helped because, you know, some people are under the uh, misunderstanding that insurance companies pay everything and the bill is 100%, but that's not true. So, uh, and believe me, we can speak to that. Um, it's, it's really helped. Um, like I get uh, cold chills every day and uh, I didn't feel so bad about me and Janelle going to... Uh, Home Depot, and I bought a Milwaukee jacket that's got, uh, you know, you touch the button and it heats you up because I get chills all the time. And it could be 70 degrees outside and I'll start getting chills. Then I sweat at night because, you know, the night sweats. And my doctor says that's all from the cancer, the tumor. So uh, I probably wouldn't have went and bought one of them if it wasn't for some of the financial help everybody's given us because, you know, we got to work work with the doctors and yeah. we've had to uh, – we personally out of pocketed, but with the GoFundMe money, uh, we started to uh, do a what was it, Hana? Huh? Anyway, it's for nutrition. Okay. Because uh, uh, I don't know if you know anything. Spoke to anybody with cancer, but nothing tastes good to you anymore. All your taste buds change. Like one week I'll like something, and then the following week it tastes horrible. Like I can't eat salad anymore because just the texture in my mouth makes me nauseous. Uh, so they've got uh, nutrition for people on chemo because it does change everything. And I had I had no idea, but one minute this tastes good, and then the next minute it does not. Like uh-huh. I can't eat bread anymore. It, it tastes horrible to me. It tastes like chalk. Um, so I'm always looking for alternatives, and that's what these people do. But, you know, you've got to pay for it because they're yeah. doctors too. So yeah. that stuff, you know, the the financial assistance has helped us not have a problem paying for that. Cause it's not cheap, but it's something I need because, you know, I, 
I was uh, 220 pounds. Now I'm about like 185. And uh, now I got to take a pillow with me to sit down because I don't, I don't have a butt anymore. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know what else to say on that. But uh, it's been uh, great, everybody helping us. And uh, like I said, uh, uh, financially, it's it's been a huge help. But it doesn't even have to be financially when they come over and we had uh storm damage and half the SWAT team came over and uh it was uh Mechanicsville rental. I'm gonna put a plug in for them because uh when they Mike Bohannon asked them, you know, to rent it and they asked what it was for and they to- he told them they said it's free. So I mean people have been great. Even people who don't know me. And like I said, they came and helped to clean the yard up because, you know, we had a bunch of down trees and stuff. And I thought I had the strength to do it. I just I just don't have that anymore. Uh, you know, I drag a branch across the yard and I was like fatigued. You know, I felt like mm-hmm. I ran a mile and I only, you know, dragged a small branch. So, like I said, it's it's been great to have all these people helping us. And it's it never stops. It's always somebody, you know, like Dill, uh, she's got a coin going for me. Um, she got stickers going for me and like these shirts that we're wearing, that's, that's a Jill and Oz thing. Um, just to raise money and help out, but it, it makes me feel good. Um, it, it truly does. And, uh, when I'm, when I feel good, uh, I do better during the day and, uh, like everybody helping me out just, uh, just makes me keep pushing. Well, Guffy, I, I, I'm, I'm I'm grateful that you're here. I'm grateful for everything that you have done uh, throughout your career. And um, you said you joined the SWAT team in 03. So I don't know the exact date, but I'd like us to make a plan that you come back when you're celebrating 20 years okay. in a couple of months as part of the SWAT team and, All right. and talk a little bit about that. Um we we provide a couple of gifts to everybody who comes in for the uh, Lieutenant Jam McTurn in Blue Friday honor, and uh, I'm, I'm going to share them with you, and uh, hopefully they'll they'll be of some assistance uh, here and there. Uh, we've got some stuff. We have uh, a dear friend of mine by the name of Victor Fable who uh, heads up a great company. It's called uh, Victor Fable Lighting, and Victor was a big time Hollywood lighting director. His son is a police officer in Colonial Heights, so he picked everything up, moved here, and now does lighting for churches and community groups. But he's got a he's got a whole slew of these special lights, which um, I only brought one for you, but I'm going to get you some extras for for the guys on the SWAT team because uh, it'd be something good for their uh, their bat belt and that magic vest that everybody uh, <laughs> seems to be wearing these days. Uh, we will get you those. Uh, you said you've got some challenges as far as food goes. I don't know what tastes good, what doesn't taste good, but uh, our friends at Arby's would like to buy you or your friends a uh, couple of meals. Uh, our friends over at uh, Mission Barbecue, same same sort of thing. They're great. Mission Barbecue is great. They've they've donated some stuff to yeah. me already. They're awesome people. Yeah, that's Craig and Maria Briggs, who are the the owners. Uh, Maria uh, Pegram uh, is the one who. Uh, Marie, I'm sorry, Margie Pegram is the uh, sort of community ambassador over there on uh, Broad and Glenside. Uh, my buddy Rich Hanshu owns and operates uh, Apollo's Pizza, so he's he's got some pizzas. I don't know how you like them. Maybe Janelle will like them. Maybe the, the, the guys on uh, the SWAT team might like them. Uh, our, 
friend, um, Jamie Walter, who is Mike Walter's wife, Jamie and her kids have uh, put together a little gift pack with some gift cards and, and a note that's just absolutely uh, amazing. Uh, we've got uh, a buddy of mine, Lee Weeks, owns and operates a company called Weeks Tile, and that's how I got to know Lee. Lee is a tile guy. He's done work at my house, and we just got talking. His son is getting ready to graduate uh, Crater. He's going to be a Hopewell police officer. He'd been with the Chesterfield County uh, Sheriff's Office for a while, and uh, Lee has donated. It's a $100 gift card, Wow! but that's the good part, and you don't have to comment, but because the son is on the job, is another $25 Krispy Kreme <laughs> gift card, which can be utilized any way that you like. All right. Uh, another buddy of mine, uh, Tony Brewster, Tony and, and, and another friend, Paul, uh, last year said uh, they love to play golf. I mean, to the, to the exclusion of everything else. And I don't understand that, but they love golf. And they said, well, let's do something good. And so they started putting on a fundraiser. And so uh, Tony and Paul and that crew have donated a $100 gift card, and awesome. that is yours as well. Uh, we've got one of the uh, the first Jeff Cat show challenge. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Punch coins. Awesome. And uh, that's actually thanks to uh, Prince George Towing, which is uh, Mike McTernan. Uh, he, I, I had uh, come up with this idea that we should have coins, and then I saw how expensive they were. And uh, I don't know who I mentioned it to, but Mike was like, uh, here, just put it on the card. I got it. And I said, well, Mike, I don't think you understand the uh, the, the cost. And he said, oh, oh, I got it. 
I, I understand. So so you're going to get one of those, one of the first ones. Awesome. We've, we've got a thin blue line flag that my friend uh, Pastor Steve Boots from Mount Victory Baptist Church makes. Uh, Steve is just an unbelievably talented carpenter. He's also the chaplain for the Henrico County Police Division. And uh, then something that is, at least for me, one of the most meaningful things, and it is this thin blue line bracelet. And they're made by a young lady by the name of Emily Morrissey. And Emily is 23. Emily has uh, CP, some other challenges. And um, in school, she was doing therapy with beads. And everybody thought, wow, she's really good at this. This is something that uh, she loves and she just wants to see people smile. And so she started making them there, made them for family, and then her folks set up a business, emilysbracelets.com, which was just voted in the Richmond Times-Dispatch Best Of as the best jewelry store wow. in all of Central Virginia. That's so awesome. I see you wearing one right now. I wear one every single day, sir, every day. And so you've got uh, you've got one of those, and... Um, you mentioned that there's well, some. Let me have a second. Put it on. Well, yes, sir. Absolutely, <laughs> you got it. Uh, you also mentioned that uh, your friend Jill has got some coins and uh, sweatshirts. I'll take one of each if I can put the order in right now and uh, make sure I get it ASAP because I want to wear that. And uh, we were chatting before you knew Jam McTurnan, so you you understand when um, when we renamed the Blue Friday program in in her honor. Uh, it was only destined for for great people, people that reminded me on some level uh, of Jan. And uh, sitting here spending some time with you first, I mean, the aircraft and the Harleys, I thought of Rich, her husband, because uh, you guys had that in common. Um, but you you are just an amazing credit to Central Virginia. You, well, thank you. You, you don't have any idea how many people... Uh, you have honestly touched and helped, and um, as I said, I've never received more suggestions, nominations, calls, emails uh, for one of our honorees. And well, that uh, makes me feel extremely special, and uh, it really, like I said, it helps me, motivates me, makes yeah. me more optimistic. Well, absolutely. Listen, I appreciate you coming in. I appreciate uh, you having me. This has been wonderful. Yeah, we will continue to share the GoFundMe. We've been sharing that on social media, and uh, we'll step that up and uh, uh, get that out there even more. We, like I said, Guffy, we we got a date in 2023 that you got to show up for for the 20th anniversary of I'll, your SWAT I'll be team. Here if they got to wheel me in, I will look forward to it, my friend. Uh, that is. Sergeant Jean-Guy Lagoff of the Richmond Police Department. He is the November recipient of our Lieutenant Jan McTurnan Blue Friday Honor. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.